I am so anxious to hear from our teenagers and our older teenagers uh, about what uh, they experienced down in Puerto Rico. So with no further ado, guys, come on and uh, bless us. Good morning. We are back, thankfully, and we made it safely uh, on that. God had his hand on every part of the trip. Uh, it was so neat to see uh, everything just, believe it or not, everything pretty much went according to plan. I was told before I left, yes, that is a miracle. So uh, from every, every plane ride, everything was on time. Uh, van rides, we did have a little issue on the way home, but, you know, it was five minutes we were back on the road. So I thank God for that, keeping us all safe. I know the parents do also. Um, some of them were a little worried about the whole trip. I was worried about the whole trip, but it was fantastic, life-changing for every single one of us here. Um, again, we were in Caguas, Puerto Rico. Uh, there was 30 of us there, five adults, 25 students. Overall, we remained very healthy during the trip also. Okay. Um, Spent some days doing some hurricane relief work, helping on homes, uh, passed out blessing bags in a community that, uh, I don't know how soon it was, but not very long ago, nobody went in this community because you just didn't go there. Uh, we were welcomed in. Uh, nobody denied us at a door. They all took our blessing bags and let us pray with them throughout their community. So um, God really opened doors for us and blessed us during this whole trip. Uh, we also did a prayer walk on Thursday. Uh, we got to go in the community around the church we were at, staying at. Uh, and that was awesome, too, and get to talk to different people. Um, some of them actually spoke English, but they didn't say that until you got done trying to introduce yourself. <laughs> like they were giving you some practice doing it or whatever. But um, That was fantastic. Um, also, Pastor Dennis is where we stayed at. I, I'm not going to try to say the name of his church. It has like five names. All I cared about is it said charismatic. And I was like, yes, I'm going to get along with this guy. So, <laughs> so we had a great time together, did some dancing together. Um, him and his staff at his church and some of the cooks. It was just amazing all week to stay with him at, uh, at the church there. And also the mayor of Caguas knew we were there. Um, one, I believe the story goes, one of the homes we were working on, one of the neighbors called uh, the city mayor and told him, you should see these teenagers that are out here working on homes in our community. Awesome. So God, I mean, the mayor of the, the city we were at knew. And if you didn't know, uh, Puerto Rico was devastated by Hurricane Maria in September 2017, so we were there to help with that. Uh, there's still a lot of things to be done down there, so we wanted to have a hand in helping that. With that, um, we went to be a blessing, but I think we got blessed more than what we were a blessing down there. I'm not going to talk for a whole long time, so I'm going to start off with McKenna down there, and we'll just work our way down the row. I've told them to just share from their heart something that stood out to them or whatever they want to share. Um, so here we go. Um, I'm McKenna, as Rick said. I just graduated high school. Uh, I think we learned a lot of things on the trip. The first thing I learned very early into the trip is that I do not like planes. <laughs> not a fan. I think there were pictures of me in tears. I did not like the plane ride. But once we got there, it was great. <laughs> um, Tuesday night, the church we were staying at, they had a prayer meeting, is what they called it, but it was just, to me, it seemed like a normal church service that we have here. They had worship, and then they, like, the pastor came up and spoke, but it wasn't Spanish, so we had to have a translator. Um, but one of the songs we sang, they asked us to sing it in English, and they would sing it in Spanish, and it was Waymaker. And I, as we were singing it, it just, like, it struck me. Like, there was this huge language barrier in between us 
in them. And so at times it would cause problems and a little bit of frustration and confusion. But to God, we were all, like, you could just hear the joy and praise in their voice. And with what little they had, you could tell that the joy that they had did come from the Lord. And so it was super cool to realize that there's a language barrier between us, but between God and them, it's all the same language. And so that was really cool and a realization. I'm Riley Greenwald. I just graduated high school. Um, Monday was our first full day that we were there, and we had a full day of working. And we had gotten to our house. The guy's name was Reuben. And we were not expecting to find out that his wife was in one of the rooms that we needed to get done, and she was actually bedridden from an aneurysm three years ago. And halfway through our day, probably around lunchtime, we all went in there, and she got really emotional just to see us there. Like, we hadn't done very much that day, but she was just so thankful that we were there, and just the little that we were doing showed so much joy on her face that she can't even get out of bed. To just see that we were there, just because she can't do anything, just really made us a blessing. The unexpected things blessed us. Amen. I'm going to talk a little bit longer than they did, but I'll try to keep it short. Um, I'm Sarah, obviously, graduated high school many years ago. <laughs> Um, when we got down there, they split us up into teams, and each team had six people. So we had five teams of six, and they sent us all to different locations. And my team was me, Molly, Lizzie, Keegan, Cassidy, and Austin. And I'm telling you what, like, I know all the teams did, but these kids totally impressed me. We started at 8 o'clock Monday morning, and it was hot hot, hot, hot. We were filthy. I know we stunk to high heaven. But like at three, around 2.30, Emily, the lady called us and she said, hey, I'm going to come pick you guys up early. It's so hot. My whole team was like, no, we don't want to quit early. We want to keep going. We want to get this done. So we stayed till four because we're like, we're not ready to give up yet. We're working, working, working. So I was really impressed by that. But the lady's house we worked at was Evelise. She is a young single mom, has a four-year-old daughter. And she actually lost her husband a few months after the hurricane to cancer. And I think that was kind of a common thing, probably because they went so long without electricity and water. And I'm sure the people that were, like, battling cancer, they just couldn't get what they needed. And um, no English. She spoke not one bit of English. But thanks to Google Translator and some apps, we were able to communicate with her. She just had pure joy on her face seeing us. The whole top level of her house had been destroyed in the hurricane, um, so therefore she had a lot of leaks, so we helped seal the roof and get that fixed, and she even came out and helped us work. Like, we totally didn't expect that. Um, Wednesday, she made us homemade empanadas as a snack. They were fantastic, and, you know, she had she had nothing, you know, really. She doesn't have a lot, but gave us water, food, drinks, the whole, every day, and Tuesday, through the app, I just asked her, I said, hey, we're having church tonight, will you come? She said, where's it at? So I got on the maps and showed her. She said, my daughter and I will be there. She showed up Tuesday night to church. I mean, it was that simple, which God kind of checked me when that happened, because I thought, why don't I do that in America? Like, why don't I say, hey, we're having church tonight, you want to come? Because I don't. And it was literally just, I asked, she said yes, she showed up. 
So I, you know, I thank God for that. And I'm just going to briefly read what she wrote on Facebook. We became Facebook friends, which is awesome because it also translates it for you. But um, when we were done, this is what she wrote. And when I read this down there, I mean, I, I had tears. I, God just moved. What can I tell you? A while ago, my house was seeping water everywhere so much that I came to think about leaving because the despair of seeing everything wet. And little by little, I saw how I lost all of my materials. One day I was told FEMA was giving some help, but I was asked for a legal document about the house that I did not have. I lost my hope and my despair because the water in the house. But about a week ago, a FEMA angel technician called me and said, we are going to visit you to see if you are eligible for help. I felt emotional, but at the same time, I I was negative because I have no legal documents of, of the house. But here it is, the result of my home. I can say that God has been more than good to us, and he has shown me that although I parted from him, he has not left me alone, and that even if I came to lose faith, he showed me once again that he was working. And I give infinite thanks to Sarah and her great team of young people for helping me put the beautiful house for my princess. She is more than happy with her violet house. Blessing to each one of these young missionaries. God is more than good. Never, but never lose faith. Okay, so my name is Molly McNeil, and I just graduated high school also. Um, I was on Sarah's team at Evelise's house, and it was just such a blessing um, for all of us. We worked really, really hard because um, we wanted to get it done, and we loved seeing her come out there and um, smile at what we were doing. And she never failed to get us water, and um, she made us lunch. She gave us fruit punch, which was awesome. Love that. Um, but we got blessed more there than um, we were a blessing to them. And that was just really cool for me to see, because even though she didn't have that much, she gave so much, and here we can't even do that. So it was just cool for that. Um, also, we went to the nursing home. Um, it was a really small place for 20 people. Um, it was outside. There was only nine residents, so 20 people versus nine, a lot, of, a lot amount. Um, and none of them spoke English, and they were like, they didn't know where they're at really. Um, it was just really heartbreaking. But Sarah, she was like, Molly, I think you should close this out in prayer. And I was like, No, <laughs> I was like, No thanks. And then she was like, Well, just think about it. I was like, Okay, I thought about it. I was like, Molly, that's why you're down here. Like, get out of your comfort zone. Let's. You can do it. And so I prayed um, over the people, and Elizabeth, uh, one of the people that were down there, she translated. So I was like, said like three words, translate three words, and I like had to remember what I said and what I didn't. And it was just, but it was a cool experience, and that's something that I'll take. Hi, my name is Sydney Greenwell, and I just graduated 10th grade. My homeowner's name was Ruben. And when we got there, I was really worried about how we were going to communicate because I speak English and he speaks Spanish. So, but when we got there, it wasn't bad at all because he was just so kind and so sweet. And, like, he treated us like family, like we had known each other forever, and that just made me feel, like, at home and everything. And, like, no matter how little he had, he would never fail to make sure we had whatever we needed. 
Like, there was a time when we needed another roller. He went to the store just to get us a roller. And then there was another time when we needed more paint, and he went to the store to go get us paint. Like, he could just gave us whatever he could, and it meant so much to all of us. And he also had a wife that we found out just that day, and she had an aneurysm three years ago, and she really wanted to meet us and just thank us and pray over us. So later on, after working for a while, we went in there to meet her, and she was just had the biggest smile on her face, and that just made me feel so good. And she took us, each one of us, by the hand and just prayed for us. And we came to be there a blessing to them, but they ended up being a blessing to us. Uh, I'm Lizzie Landreth, and I just got out of my freshman year. And I was on Sarah's team, and uh, one of the days that we were working, we were like, all of us were outside, and we were scraping all of the paint off of her house. And she just came out there, and she, like, looked at all of us, and she, you could just tell, how, like, how happy she was. And, like, she just stood there and smiled at all of us. And just being able to see how, like, little all these people had and just us coming down there and helping them was, like, a wake-up call for all of us because none of us appreciate what we have here. And they have, like... The little that they have there, they appreciate so much, and it was like a wake-up call to where we need to start doing that more, and it was just, it was amazing being down there. Hi, my name is Cassidy Robinson, and I'm just coming out of my sophomore year. Um, I was also on Sarah's team at Evelise's house, and let me just say, Evelise is like the sweetest person. Um, when we got there the first day, she was just so happy to see us. It's like, we haven't done anything yet. And she's just so joyful that we're there. Um, and then throughout working there, she fed us lunch like every day. And she wanted to buy us supper one day too. <laughs> um, um, she just, she was jo- so joyful throughout the whole thing. And that just really surprised me. She's been through so much. Like Sarah said, she lost a whole part of her house to the hurricane, yet she's so joyful. Um, like they said, that's just a wake-up call to us here. She appreciates all that she has, and she has so little. We have so much. And then her smile on the last day, it was worth all the effort, more than that even. Um, so I was just so happy I got to go on this trip and meet this wonderful lady. Hi, my name's Kayleen Vineyard. I just graduated high school. Um, I was on Chanel's team, and yeah, like she said, there were six of us on the team. And when we got there, we looked at the house, and we were like, oh my gosh, there is no way that we're going to finish this in time. But the thing about it is, we could have walked into this, and we could have done a terrible job. Like, we could have completely wrecked her house, but she would have still been blessed, and she would have still greeted us with the biggest smile um, her name was Norma, and she is now like a member of my family. She honestly now is like a second mom to me. Even through the language barrier, like me and Grace, we, we tried, and we tried to translate the best that we could, but it didn't matter because the love was real. And she invited us in and welcomed us better than anyone I've ever seen in my entire life. And um, Norma, she is having some heart problems, so she kept having to leave to go to the doctor And, you know, we couldn't really understand to the full extent what her issue was, but that didn't matter. 
um, she was so thankful for what we were doing and just so grateful. We, we painted um, flowers on her mailbox, and they looked terrible. Like, I'm telling you what, those flowers, ooh, they were bad. But she looked at those flowers, and it was like the biggest smile I've ever seen came across her face. Like, like the mark that those flowers alone left on her was minimal, but the mark that she left on us was so large. And Walker's birthday was fell on one of the days that we were there. And this woman, she's having heart issues. She's having to go to the doctor every day. She's struggling herself. She's alone. She's, she's scared. She doesn't know where to turn. She doesn't know where to go. She went to the store and she bought Walker a birthday cake. And she bought us orange juice and ice cream. And she made us stop working. And she was like, come inside, guys. Eat this with me. And just, just a smile on her face, like just having our company, you could tell that that blessed her so much more than any of the work that we did on her house. And before we left, this is what stood out to me the most. She just cried, and she told us, you know, you guys are my family. You're leaving me, and I'm lonely. I have nobody. She, she cried, and she said, I am so lonely. I have two sons, but they never come see me. One of them lives in Illinois, and one of them's here, but he works all the time. So Norma has nobody, but she still welcomed us in her home, and she said, you guys are welcome to come here and stay with me anytime. She has nothing, but she welcomed us in freely. And we were all like, okay, let's pray for Norma. So we took turns one by one praying for Norma. And after we all prayed for her, Norma, feeling so alone and not knowing where to turn, maybe not even knowing who God is, she turns around and she prays for us. She didn't have to do that. We were there to bless her, but she blessed us immensely. Hi, I'm Paige Greenwald. Uh, I just graduated eighth grade. I was on Misty's team with Ryan, Dane, me, obviously, uh, Madeline, and Addison. And um, our homeowner's name was Anna. And when we first got there, she was on her way to go to her brother's funeral. So she was still happy and everything, but it was really hard to talk to her because, you know, everyone is speak Spanish there, but she was deaf also, so it was very difficult. And she had so much joy, even though her brother just died. And it turns out her brother was in jail illegally, and he wrote like a testimony book thing um, in prison, and he got saved. So, And it's just so inspiring to know and to see that you can be so happy and to have lost so much and still be grateful. Um, I'm McKenna Heinrich. Um, I'm going to be a sophomore. So I was on a team with my mom, and Norma was our person. Um, So it was really, like, it really touched me on how much she had went through, and even though with all her heart problems she had, she was still had a smile on her face, and um, she never failed to... um, always come out and told us that we did a beautiful job or asked if we needed food or water. And um, like Kayleen said, we painted the flowers. Uh, They were horrible, very horrible. (laughs) And she told us that they were beautiful and she loved them. And then also when we were painting her ceiling 
inside her house, we did a bad job. <laughs> and it got everywhere. The paint went everywhere, all over her floors. So we were trying to clean it up. And then she walks out, and um, she just told us that we did a beautiful job. And it was really sad to leave because I do feel like she was like my grandma or something. So um, when she told us that she was alone, it really, like, hurt. Like, it, my heart was really hurting for her because um, she had nobody, but then yet she gave us so much. And um, I just enjoyed going down there and helping her. My name's Dalton Smith. And I was, oh, well, I'm graduated now, but I was on Rick's group, and we stayed at the church, so when we actually got to get away from the church to talk to more people, um, it was really eye-opening because, like, they had connections with people, and we were just kind of, you know, helping the church out, helping God's home, doing the good deeds there. So we went to the community that Rick talked about, and the community was considered dangerous, like, not too long ago, and it's still kind of considered dangerous, but when we went there for the blessing bags, it was real, like, encouraging to see the people welcome us, and they gave us, you know, um, they offered to let us stay at their homes, complete strangers. We hadn't, you know, even said our names at all to these people, and we were just giving them random bags with simple items like rice, beans, just stuff we take for granted. And it was just amazing to see that their generosity to host us, that they don't even know us. And we can't even, you know, invite people to our homes, and their homes are no bigger than our living rooms. So, you know, it was real inspiring to see that those people, that they have nothing. They have little to nothing. Their houses are tiny, and they're still offering for us to stay at their own homes. It was just really crazy. Um, oh crap. Um, I'm Walker Heinrich, and um, I'll be a senior. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not good at this, so uh, stick with me. <laughs> um, as people said, it was my birthday over there, and um, on the fourth, and uh, they didn't even know me, but for them to go out and like buy me cupcakes and cake and everything else, just really up my eye, and uh, like they could have just saved that money and uh, bought an air conditioner or something like that because it was so hot over there. <laughs> but <laughs> it, um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, <laughs> not very good at this. Um, I had been in a, a spiritual rut like um, before I came. Like it, it felt like I just stopped and like did a U-turn and was like going the wrong way of where I needed to go. And um, then whenever I went over there for them, to, like like Dolan said, their houses were like as big as our living rooms. And um, for them to have like so much joy and uh, have so much faith in the Lord, it just really opened my eyes. And uh, everybody was saying uh, on the last night that they got the old walker back because, you know, I was like depressed and really sad and like didn't talk to nobody. And like uh, now I'm back to being my goofy self and it feels, it feels really good. <laughs> My name's Jaden. I'm going into my junior year. And before we went on this trip, I asked God multiple times. I was like, you know, please help. A lot of us are on the praise team, and we lead praise and worship every Wednesday. 
And I really like, you know, it's one of my, I've always said it's my best way to praise God. And I really love being on the praise team and stuff. And I kept asking. It was getting through the week, and we still hadn't gotten to, like, lead worship yet. And I was like, God, come on. I really want to do it. <laughs> but by, I think it was Wednesday night, I was sitting outside, and I heard someone playing the piano. And a couple people were in the church. It was, they had a church service. So there was a couple people still up there. And Riley and I ended up going inside, and we got to, I got to play the piano, and she got to sing, and some of the people from the church got to sing with us. And let me tell you, some of those people could not sing on key to save their life, but it was fine, (laughs) because (laughs) it was something, it didn't happen in the way I thought it would, which that's usually how God works, but it was just, it was a lot more intimate than like a full praise and worship time, and just to hear people like them trying to sing their best in English that they could and all of us just singing together, it was a lot of fun. And it was something that he really opened my eyes to see that it didn't matter, like the language barrier didn't matter what they had, they still praised God through it all. And it was just something that was really eye-opening to me and I think a lot of us, but it was awesome. Um, I'm Taj McKinney and I just graduated my freshman year. And one of the best things down there was, oh, I was in Dan's group with uh, Riley, Sydney, Avery, Travis, and I think that was it. And we just, whenever we met Ruben, we had no idea about his wife, like they said. And this, it was so humbling to walk in there and to see her, someone who can't even walk or see what we are doing, just praise over us, went beat us to praying for her, for praying with us, and just the fact that she can be okay with that and love us so much with knowing us for five minutes. And it just showed me that they can have the love and joy with nothing. And so it really doesn't matter if I lose that basketball game or if I miss something. I God, is that's just it. It's just God. And I think... One of my favorite things was on the last day when we had our meeting, which it was the longest meeting I've ever been involved in in my entire life. <laughs> but, but we did this little thing where we all sat in a circle and we went, we just said two things about a person, just anyone could say it, and ended up going to like 20 things per person eventually. But it was just, it just opened my eyes to see that through God, we, he pours his love through us to love each other. And that's the greatest love that you can have. It's just you and God and other people. My name is Bryce Pretty. I am going to be going into my senior year. And I am like Walker. I'm not very good at this, so just bear with me for a couple minutes. I just want to talk about two of the things that really hit me the most on this trip. So on our last day of working on our houses, I worked on Norma's house with Kayleen, Walker, Chanel, McKenna, Grace. I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. If I am, I'm sorry. Um, Like it was mentioned, we had to repaint her kitchen ceiling. Uh, Me and Walker scraped it for about an hour or so, and then we painted it. Well, that room was our last thing to do, and we were all getting pretty fed up with everything. I mean, we were tired, we were covered in sweat, we were smelling, 
and we were all getting on nerves. Walker kept saying that he was hitting it like his 7,000th wall of the day. And it, when he hit his wall, it was very entertaining for the rest of us. It was our entertainment for that day. Um, but that day was really, really rough for all of us. We kept getting each other's nerves. But the ceiling, it was, the finished product was very, very bad. Uh, it needed to go over like three more times, but we didn't have time to. Uh, we all thought that we did a terrible job, but she came out, and we're all like, we're very sorry, very sorry, this public's really bad. And what really got me was she said, no, 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 muy bonita, which is very beautiful. And that hit me hard because we thought it was such a terrible job, but she thought it was amazing. And then the other thing that hit me really really good was during our blessing bags, and we did a prayer walk one of the last days we were there, and my group had this, we went to this old man's house, and, well, before that, hold on, before then, um, we met these workers that were working on this woman's, like, yard area, and we prayed with them, and they ended up giving us $20, like, well, we don't want to deny the blessings, that was one of the things we learned, was like, don't deny someone's blessing, but we don't want to accept their $20, because we're supposed to be there helping everyone else, but he gave us $20. If you want to see God work, you should have been there for this part. Um, so we went to this old man house, and we prayed for him. And we asked him, is there anything specific we can pray for you? And he said, I cannot leave my house. I cannot leave my house. And he said it about five times. We're like, well, why can't you leave your house? He said, my wife is very, very, very sick. She is bedridden. Like She can't leave the house, neither can he, because he has to help her and take care of her. And then we ended up getting him those $20 we got from those workers. I never understood how one thing led to another. God puts things in motion. I've never understood that, to be honest. People talk about it. I always hear it, but I've never understood it. That moment, I understood it very well because we didn't need the $20. Like, you know, we brought money for the souvenirs and everything else. We didn't need it. But God put it in motion for us to meet those workers and to give that money to him. So I thought it was pretty amazing to see God work like that. My name is Misty Boyd. I graduated this year, too. It's been a couple years, too, like Sarah. But um, So they've pretty, I mean, like they're all going to cover a lot of the people that we met. So I just kind of want to brag on our kids a little bit. Um, first of all, I want to start with Ryan. Um, Ryan was in that kind of same rut as Walker was, and, um, and I knew that he didn't really want to go on this trip. And, you know, honestly, I was thinking, well, you know, if he doesn't want to go, you know, he probably shouldn't go because we don't want to take anything negative with us. You know, we want this to be, you know, like everyone serving God together. But, um... So sorry if I'm offending you, Ryan, but um, when I was there, um, I saw a completely different side of Ryan, and I'm very, very glad that you went because um, Ryan just really embraced the culture and um, was like <laughs> he was trying to um, speak to everyone that he saw in Spanish and tried to he just really tried to learn the the language and, you know, learn as much as he could about the culture. And um, he was just very uh, helpful 
and just really went out of his way a lot of times. And I, you know, I know this isn't really supposed to be a brag thing, but you know, I was just very impressed with Ryan. And I'm, you know, it was totally a God thing that he went ahead and went because I know God really worked on him while he was down there. And we was actually, um, when we went to our last day, was doing the prayer walk, and he said, um, he's like, I just love doing this because we, you know, we had prayed with some different people and. And he said, I, I just love doing this. And, and I said, I said, well, Ryan, we can do this, you know, when we go back home, too. You know, we, it's, you know, we don't just have to do it in Puerto Rico. And he said, yeah, but, because I, I said, you could pray with your neighbors, too. And he said, yeah, but all my neighbors are crackheads. <laughs> and, and I said, yeah, but how do we get them to stop being crackheads? You know, we, we introduce them to Jesus, and then, <laughs> then Jesus changes them, and they're no longer crackheads. So, so hopefully Ryan will, you know, continue in that. And um, so then the the uh, rest of them, um, the, the night right before we left, um, we was I was speaking to a couple of the church people from down there, and they had been there all week long. And Joseph, he was one of them. He was, I mean, he was a worker, and he was there the whole entire time, and um, just really really helping us and stuff and um i think he went with he went into the um to the when we did the blessing bags with somebody i'm not really sure who we went with but um he was telling me how whenever they went that he was he himself was really convicted because he said they will do those same kinds of things sometimes but it's usually like maybe just him and the pastor or whatever, and then it's always the pastor praying for the people. And he said, you know, he was really convicted because here are these, you know, even some of them as young as 14 years old, and they are praying for people. And he said, you know, not only were they praying for people, he said they were specifically, you know, asking them, you know, is there something, you know, that you really need that you would like for me to pray for? And it wasn't just like a, just a blanket, oh, God, please be with them kind of prayer. It was a, an actual prayer that, um, for something specific in their life. And so um, I thought that was really awesome that, because he said, you know, that it, that it has made him, um, realize that he has to step out of his comfort zone as well you know he's he was in his late 20s and you know he said he he really learned a lot from these young kids you know to to step out of his comfort zone and you know be more um just step out of his comfort zone basically and he had asked me if he could pray for me is him and his wife, and he asked if he could pray for me, and you know, I said, yeah, that would be great. And he said, well, I want to pray for you in English. And he said, this is this would be my first time I've ever prayed in English. And so, you know, and he kind of messed up a little bit, you know, called you know called me a him sometimes, and you know things like that. But you know, like, but it was just it was awesome because you know he too was stepping out of his comfort zone, and you know it was difficult for him, but you know. God didn't care, you know, he, he understood it, so I thought that was really awesome, and I was, I was very proud of our kids. So. Uh, I'm Austin Schuster, and I just finished my sophomore year in high school, and I think uh, all of us going into this trip, we kind of knew what we were getting into, but nobody really knew what to expect, and I think... Uh, I think the way that everybody responded to what happened was very good. I, I think we killed it. But um, 
I was in Sarah's group, and I could talk about Evelise and all the ways that she blessed us, and she was amazing. She was a wonderful person. She always made sure we had what we needed as we were helping her, and just the way that people could turn around our blessings and bless us at the same time was um, was crazy. I just enjoyed that so much, but my favorite thing about it was the prayer walks, and everybody's houses down there was was very open. Their doors were open. A lot of them like to like sit on the front porch and stuff. And that's what that was what was crazy to me because like here, if we're not doing anything like outside and stuff, we're inside in the air conditioner on our cell phones and everything. And everybody there is very open. And how open they were to uh, to meet strangers and to receive prayer and blessings to people that. They didn't know, they didn't understand, they had they probably didn't even know we were there until we walked up to their door. But it was just crazy to me like how open they were because we are not like that. And we have everything here and like we have air conditioner in our church <laughs> and they had ceiling fans that ran wide open all the time. And it was it's crazy. I'm so thankful we got to go. I'm Grace Herman, and I just finished my sophomore year. Uh, like all of us, I could talk about so many wonderful things. It was hard to pick just one. Every person we met impacted us, like our wonderful homeowner, Norma. She blessed us in so many ways. Or the random people that we didn't even know stopped by to tell us, thank you, we love you, God bless you. And they took pictures of us and brought us snacks. They didn't know specifically what we were doing. But what stuck out to me the most was when we went on the uh, walk for the blessing bags like Dalton and Rick had touched on. There was, it was our turn to pray, me and my partners, and it was Austin. And we had just finished praying for the family. She had six kids. And... Uh, Sarah had given this little, cute little girl this coloring book, and she just squealed with delight. It was precious. And then after we had finished praying, we were kind of just trying to sit and think of questions, but none of us really had any. So we were like, uh, we were just trying to think, you know, it was kind of quiet. And all of a sudden, I didn't even notice, this little girl had climbed up on the fence, and she's standing there next to me. And we're just kind of standing there, you know, and all of a sudden she just launches herself at me. And she <laughs> she wraps her arms around me and she gives me a hug and she kisses me on the cheek. And she is such a tiny little girl. She was not very old at all. And she's like, I love you. Thank you. And I, it just melted my heart. It was just like she was so thankful. And we to us it was a little a bag, like they said, of rice and beans. And she just... The joy on her face, she didn't even try to hide it. I was a stranger, and she was giving me a hug and a kiss on the cheek, and it was, it was, it really impacted me. And they were all like that. Never once down there did we have to wonder, man, I really wonder, are we making an impact? Do we, like, does this matter to these people? They were so open and with their feelings, and they were just so loving and caring, and it really stuck out to every one of us, I think, so... Uh, what's up? I'm Dane. Hor- I'm Dane Horton. I just graduated uh, high school. 
Uh, I'm, everyone keeps teasing me, saying I'm going to take like 20 minutes long, so I'm going to try and keep it as short as possible. Uh, you guys know I'm a talker. Uh, I'm going to start off by kind of like Misty bragging on my group because when I heard my group, I honestly was a little worried. Uh, I knew Ryan, like I know Ryan, I know he has a heart for uh, working and helping people, but then the uh, other three kids in our group were, were like, to me, I see them all as really little because they're all three the same age as my little sister. So, so I always saw them as, oh, they're just little kids. So I expected them to not really want to uh, work and just wanted to come, oh, oh, I just want to be there and say I was on a mission trip. They all worked just as hard as we did. And, like, it was amazing because they were all, like, like I said, I see them as, like, uh, like just my little sister's friends. I never really think of them as much more that well. I saw them for something else, something way more mature this last week because they, uh, they worked hard and they had a heart for it. And I just, I loved that so much. Um, the next thing, everyone keeps talking about the language barrier. Uh, when we got there, we got to learn our groups and learn who we were going to. And when they told us our group and like who we were going to, uh, we found out that that person was deaf. So not only is this lady Puerto Rican and has grown up around uh, Spanish her entire life, she's also deaf. And they told us, they're like, oh, she can read lips. And I was like, well, thanks. That helps me. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> like, she speaks Spanish. So, um, but actually, the second day, so on Tuesday, um, the first day, like, uh, page down there, it said she left to because ha- her brother died. And his story was really cool, by the way. Um, we're going to try and find that book and read it and all because it was awesome. But um, she had to leave. So, she, obviously, she was upset. Well, the second day... We were talking to her as Tuesday, and we were uh, trying trying to have as best of a conversation as we could. And we ended up talking to her for like 20 minutes, me and Ryan standing over there. It was towards the end of our day. We were basically just waiting on them to come pick us up in the van. And it ended up being an amazing conversation. You see, like we didn't really know how we were going to talk to her at first because it was, it was going to be so hard. We were like, this is a really big language barrier. But it ended up being a great conversation, and um, I know this sounds kind of like a cliche, but uh, she loves birds. They're, like her birds were like her babies, dude. Every time she fed them all the time, and she was so happy. Like whenever uh, we were in the middle of talking, and a bunch of birds came around because she was just talking about her. Uh, she was talking about her brother and talking about how he had a heart problem and how for her it just it broke her heart whenever he died. Um, then all these birds showed up, like as she's talking. I mean, more birds than I think I've ever seen gathered, like on a street. Like it was a lot of birds, and <laughs> they show up, and she instant, like she's in the middle of talking to our brother, and she turns and she like tilts her head and was like, you know, saying that she loves the birds, and um, I tried as best as I could, but uh, basically what I tried to tell her was that uh, God, He sends the birds for you to take care of in place of your brother. And she understood it. And that was, I felt like that was a pretty complex, complex sentence for me not knowing any sign language. So, but um, what I guess I should say, uh, what I learned from all this is that we were able to minister and witness and love on her. And she speaks, not, well, she knows not only a completely different language, but also she's deaf. So uh, that was huge that we were able to do all that for her but yet, sometimes it's hard for me to go up and talk to people here about my faith or minister to them and try to help them because and we speak the same language. That was really big on me. 
And um, it was just a great experience to be able to go out there and minister to these people and see the love that they showed us and the joy that they had to have us all there. Um, it was amazing. So my name is Ryan Pierce. I just finished my junior year of high school. And like we said, I really did not want to go on this trip. But... And speak plain. I'll try. But I did not want to go on the trip at all. I would rather stay and work on the farm I work for. And I was really like a spiritual rut, pretty much. But I am so glad I went. I thought when we went there, it would be like going to like an orphanage or something like that. But it was not at all. That We were working on houses that were pretty impacted by hurricanes. And we didn't really get to talk to our lady that much because she was always gone. She had a... She had to go to her funeral for her brother. She had to go get her sister. She had to go to the doctor. But she was there one day for quite a while. And we were pressure washing her house, and she let us use her hose. And the hose had hit the muffler on the pressure washer, and it put a hole in it. And she said that it was a really expensive hose. So me, Dane, and the helper that was Puerto Rican that was there with us, we put some money together, gave it to her, and... The rest of the time, she was so cheerful. She was willing to give us anything that we wanted. Even though she had nothing at all, she was willing to give us everything that she could. And she gave us one thing that me and Dane should not have tried. So we were walking in her backyard. Like, I don't even know what we were doing. But there were these peppers. (laughs) And I don't do hot stuff at all. And Dane ate one. So I was like... I'm going to eat one, too. And I ate it, and it lit me up. Like, I thought I was dying. And I was drinking water, drinking water, drinking water until my stomach was hurting. And our our translator, we had Elizabeth, she was sitting there laughing and laughing and laughing. And she's like, the only way to get it to stop is to open your mouth and just let your tongue out. I thought she was just crazy. But then Dane did it, and I was still over there drinking water. And then within five minutes, he wouldn't even hurt no more. And I was still over there sweating, was crying. <laughs> I thought I was going to throw up. And then I tried it, and it really wasn't that bad. And then I didn't really make a good connection with our homeowner, but I made a really good connection with our van driver. His name's Javier. And he he spoke a little bit of broken English, but... He was the funniest guy, and he told me and Dane that if we ever come back, we have to go iguana hunting with him. I guess that's a thing over there that I did not know about. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to do things a little different. Okay, I want the youth up here and the youth down here to stand up. Now. They they do what I say because apparently I'm a scary guy. Um, church, I want you to look at them real close. What you're looking at is the uh, is hope, the best real hope that the Christian church in the world has today. These kids, you can sit down. I wish my kids was like that. They, <laughs> but um, every Sunday, and I've watched them since they've been coming up forward and worshiping and praising. And I'm shaking. Uh, they inspire me to be like that. 
If you'll notice, I'm part of the youth now. I come up with them. Sherry wouldn't come up with me. But uh, they, uh, and I know, thank you parents for sharing your kids with me this weekend, this week. Uh, I know that they appreciate the financial support that you all gave them. Uh, Everybody down there was impressed by the fact that they didn't have to pay anything out of pocket. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, as much as I appreciate that, if you will, they're not intimidating at all. If you will take the time to uh, not only volunteer for camps and to be part of it, uh, grab them once in a while, set them down, take a little time to talk to them and listen to them, and invest your time in their lives. It'll be just like these kids on this mission trip. You will receive many more blessings than, than what you would just by giving money. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for the, the support, the financial support. I urge you to take time to get to know these kids. I am a blessed man, a better man for it. Thanks, Dan. Set me up. <laughs> okay, I'm Chanel Pierce. Um, I love working with the youth. Um, I feel like a trip like this obviously bonds you as a group. Um, we broke down walls that we had had in our in our youth, uh, cliques and different friend groups. And when you are forced to go out and work with people that you don't normally talk to, um, it the the bond, the friendship is just huge. I feel like. Um, you're constantly all week long looking, counting heads and checking faces and do we have everybody with you? And so it was funny because when we were walking in here this morning, I got thinking, there's one of mine, there's one of mine, there's one of mine. You know, they're, you're just, you feel like family. And um, I think that, you know, some of the funny moments that we have during the trip are things that you'll never forget for the rest of your life. The Norma had to go to the doctor and she had one of her friends sit at her house with us. She spoke some English. And we told them that it was Walker's birthday, the day of his birthday. And the friend said, the Puerto Rican culture, you smash an egg on the birthday boy's head. And (laughs) we were taking a break. Well, of course, my crew was like, oh, yeah, we're all about that. Well, Walker was not as excited. So he tore off running down the, the street. And the girls chased after him and captured him. And McKenna had the egg in her hand. She was ready to fire, and Walker throwing out some pretty heinous threats to her if she did what was going to happen. <laughs> and Walker tore off away from her and ran around the block and came back. It was just one of those funny things that you'll never forget. Another thing, like I said, um, all week long there are God moments every single day, things that you will say, that is God, right in your face. That is so cool. But one of the things that hasn't been spoken about yet, on the very last night we started our first long meeting um, at the beach, and uh, we were, were going around talking about many things, and we were singing these songs that you guys do talked about on the Facebook, the songs that you guys seen us sing, where there were a couple that were sitting facing the water, they're back to us, they were singing too, and the guy was dancing and singing, and it, I loved it, because there are so many Christians in the community around you, sometimes you feel so alone, you feel like we stand, especially with you know, political things and all, you feel like maybe... Where's our voice? Where's our, our God voice, you know? And you see all these people around you. They're there. And it was just so cool to be a part of that, to see all the things we've seen, to bond together. And I just thank you, people, and I thank God that we got to go on this trip. I was, that night that we were at the beach, um, I was telling the kids that um, 
If you've ever been morel mushroom hunting, uh, you have to have special eyes for that. When you go into the woods, there's a lot of people, you can't see the morels. They blend in, they camouflage with the ground. Uh, But once you see one, it's like they pop up right before your eyes. You, You start seeing, there's another, there's another, there's another. And that is the same thing with God moments. When you go into the moment and you're looking for God, at first you might think, where is he? I don't see him. But when you actively seek him, it's like they spring up right in front of you, popping up like mushrooms in the forest, God moment after God moment. And it's just, that's what I encourage them to come home. It doesn't stop at Puerto Rico. When you come home here, there are God moments everywhere. When I drive to work, working in OB, I feel very blessed that I see God moments in my job on the daily. And I ask God on my drive to work, my prayer time, Show me you today. Let me be part of you. I want to be what you're doing. I want to be part of that. Plug me in with these interactions with these people. The same thing in Puerto Rico. It doesn't stop from Puerto Rico when you come home, you go back to your mundane life. You ask for God moments every single day, and he will give them to you. I'll kind of wrap us up. I know it went a little bit longer than we thought, but um, myself, when... The plane ride and all that was fine. I was I was nervous the whole trip about 30 people. Um, I had other adults with me, but just caring for, I know, and I promised all the parents I'd treat them like my own and save them if they needed saving and all that. Um, so that was on my mind all, all week, just let us be safe, let us be safe. And uh, God came through for that. But the unexpected, like they talked about, was the big thing. Like, you know, what are we, what are we getting into down here? I kinda, I've seen some flyers and things, but... Um, one thing on Monday that I wasn't really prepared for mentally was the heat. Uh, I was a baby uh, for the first day. Um, not as scared. I'm not scared to admit that. I hit a wall about 1:30 that first day. Literally, I laid against it, and you know, I was like, "I'm done." Um, but you know, God gave us the strength and uh, endurance to get through the week and and change those mindsets. And my crew was very fun to work with. A lot of times, I had more pain on myself than I did on the wall, thanks to some people in my group. But uh, we were able to stay at the church, my team was, and to bless the church with things they needed done there. We know how important camp day is for us here to, to tidy up the grounds and make things look good for the community. Uh, we were able to do that at the church we were, we were at and the team I was with. So um, just a few things that I took away um, before we close out is your circumstances don't have to affect your attitude. Um, we saw that over and over and over again in Puerto Rico. Despite their circumstances, their attitudes were great. And if we could take that as advice here, we don't have to let our circumstances define how our attitudes are each day. Um, And also, no matter how little you have, you always have something to offer other people. That was amazing to see down there. How little they had, they still had things to offer. And prayer is sometimes the best gift you can give someone. Sometimes all we did was pray with people, and you could just see how much it impacted them. I mean, it's difficult for us to just walk up here in, in, in America and just pray for people but nobody turned us away um, nobody turned us away they, they accepted the prayer and it was amazing to do that uh, and all, along those lines every single one of the kids that went on the trip prayed out loud for someone that spoke volumes to me because they wouldn't have done that before they went on the trip about half of them and they all stepped up and did it and got out of that comfort zone um, also the people you go on mission trips with can easily become some of your best friends uh, we bonded. I know everybody in the youth group didn't go, but we bonded in ways that we hadn't bonded before we went uh, and, and laughed and cried and uh, cried a lot on Thursday night. Uh, but it was just amazing to be with them all week. And then uh, they talked about God breaks down language barriers for his glory. That worship service was just, it touched my heart to be a part of it. 
And another one is teenagers are awesome, and you're ne never going to convince me otherwise. They get a bad rap. Uh, I'll tell you right now, they have to deal with so much more than we did as kids, so much more. Uh, with everything that's going on in the world, I I'm privileged to work with them every day, every single week. I love what I do. I'm blessed to be here and do that. Um, and and I just I just love being a part of their lives and seeing them go through the highs and the lows both and, and being there to assist them with whatever they need. Uh, also, I'm thankful that we're able to take this mission trip. Eight months ago, I, I thought there was no way. You know, Misty's been on me since I started. I want to go on a mission trip outside the United States. And I said, okay, we will eventually. And I just kind of put her off a little bit and tried to do some local things and see if that make her happy. But uh, it didn't, so we went. And, you know, I'm glad we got to go. I'm glad these students got to go. Um, I thank them for all their hard work, their great attitudes throughout the week. There wasn't that much complaining, really. There was more joy and happiness and, and God moments than there was complaining from these guys. They're hard workers. I knew before we went they were going to work hard. I didn't have a doubt in my mind we'd push through whatever we needed to push through, especially myself. Um, but we were able to be the hands and feet of Jesus to those people down there. And God had his hand on us the whole week thanks to your prayers uh, that got us down there and, and kept us safe while we were there. And also I just want to thank all of you, uh, $37,000, $38,000 is a lot of money to raise in eight months. What you guys invested uh, is more than money. What happened through these in these kids' lives this week is is way more than the, the money that went in. I I do appreciate the sacrifice of the giving, but um, the encouragement, the prayers, everything that happened this week was amazing for us. Uh, and they already are talking about wanting to go somewhere next year. So <laughs> be ready. <laughs> uh, but we did feel your presence the whole week down there with us. And I thank Pastor Dennis and his church and our Thirst Missions teams that was down there, Emily, uh, Elizabeth. And Allison, they were great to work with uh, and fun. They loved our group. They've already sent us some messages, uh, letting us know how they felt about us and everything. So, um, and, and just thanking God, the last thing, for his hand of protection all week and, and for all those moments that we had as a group that brought us together. Um, it was just a fantastic week, a memorable week, a powerful week. And we're just going to close it out with a little video that we put together. Uh, I tried, I had like 800 pictures probably to go through. Couldn't get them all. Uh, so if you don't see yourself as often as you like, realize I just did this yesterday. So, <laughs> Piano, go ahead and roll the video. <laughs> 